0: Welcome to Johnny Gould's Jewish State. My guests today are both 19 years old and making significant waves. Zoom Rockman is already a veteran cartoonist for the Beano since moving on to Private Eye magazine... Where his pithy, incisive satire is regularly published, his ideas and social comment belie his comparative youth. And Harry Markham, who calls himself an unapologetic Zionist, who refuses to compromise or hide his Jewishness and support for Israel, and confronts his opponents on university campuses and beyond. I met and interviewed both of them in the space of 12 hours and was arrested by their strength of character and their talent. Now, I've known Zoom for three years, and I've watched him develop both as a man and as an artist. I caught up with him at his latest commission, Portraits of Winston Churchill, which have been presented on the walls of the Hyatt Regency Churchill Hotel in London. As well as being commissioned at such a tender age, Zoom continues his studies at Central St. Martin's College, where he's studying graphics. This is such a prestigious night for you.
1: Yes, it is. Thank you.
0: Now your drawings of Churchill in that Zoom Rockman style are strewn across the Churchill bar. What a how does that feel? You know, you're a boy of 19 years old, a man of 19 years old. What does it feel like to be at the vanguard of your career like this and making such a such a positive message about one of our greatest prime ministers?
1: It's it's crazy seeing them all up on the wall at this size and I think it's giving a whole new life to this this bar, you know. It's like he's actually here, like several of them. (laughs)
0: Because my favourite is the one with Clementine Churchill and then with his dog as well, which actually are just right next to us as well. And the charismatic one with the cigar as well. What would Winston Churchill make of the turmoil of today? You know, the pro-Europeans, the Remainers claim him for their party. Everyone and the Brexiteers claim him for theirs as well.
1: quotes as well (laughs) that people spread about. You know, And I think there some, of, some one of the quotes was about uh, we're not part of, part of Europe or we never have been. But that was during the war where most of Europe was taken over by Hitler.
0: Now, of course, this isn't the first time we've seen Churchill drawings. I mean, I remember seeing them around the Savoy Hotel as well.
1: Yeah, they, they commissioned me to do six drawings of Winston Churchill because um, he had his own table there and he liked to sit around there and it was in the corner so everyone could see him and he could see everybody. Yeah. Uh, But doing this one has been interesting because I haven't been doing it directly onto paper. I I did a pencil drawing and then scanned it and did a digital artwork of it. So I've I've found that I've been able to experiment a lot more with with this one. All the different splashes of colour and and things. that I did one called the... uh, Well, they wanted me to do one called The Animal Lover, with Churchill with an animal. And I've done him with his poodle. And uh, the only thing that's coloured in is the poodle's tongue just (laughs) (laughs) sticking (laughs) out. I think that's really funny. Yeah, every piece of artwork that I did was they wanted me to show different parts of Winston Churchill, different bits of his life. So that one was The Animal Lover. We've got him, like the wartime prime minister, Uh, the cigar smoker. I really like that one because it's it's bigger than life-size, the actual print. And it's really crazy to see it out there.
0: And if you don't mind me saying so, uh, I've been following your career for so many years and watched you develop from being a Beano cartoonist to the private eye cartoonist as well. You're so prolific that actually they don't pick all your cartoons. One thing that springs to mind most recently was uh, a kind of protest, if you like, against homelessness at Christmas with the punchline, ho, ho, homeless. What an act of genius. Uh, you also write your own lines as well as draw them, don't yes. you?
1: Well, what what I usually do is, because Private Eye comes out every two weeks, so usually near the end of the two weeks, I'll read all the newspapers. I've got the Times app on my on my iPad, and I will just read through it. I pick out all, all the different stories. I put them on the whiteboard in my living room, and I look at them for a while. And then, you know, sometimes I'll get an instant joke from some of them. Sometimes I have to work at it a bit. And then, you know, often I look for phrases that politicians keep on saying. Like uh, I kept hearing them say, you know, we have to make a compromise and do what I want to do. <laughs> so I, I did a cartoon about that. And then also this theme of tactical voting that's happening at the moment. I did a cartoon that's actually in this week's private eye, which is... Uh, so uh, have you decided who you're voting against?
0: Because of, Right, because of course this is the thing about tactical voting. And in some parts of the country it's Brexit versus Labour... In other parts of the country, it's Conservative versus Liberal Democrats. There is no national picture about what is going
1: on in the country at the moment, which goes to show just how divided perhaps this country is. I think if we end up with another hung parliament, it's, it's just going to be like total chaos. I mean, before this election came up, I just felt like, you know, we're at a stalemate and nothing, I can't see any way out of it. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Maybe the UK will just split off into... Those in different little chunks and things.
0: Well, it's split know. off from France. I want to talk to you also about your life drawings, which I see quite a lot of as well. Mm-hmm. This is a body of work, <laughs> um, which, <Literally>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is adds to your uh, sort of gravitas as a uh, as a cartoonist. Adds to the adds weight to it, and of course. You're also still a student at, at Central St. Martins as well. Yeah. What are you doing there to add to your um, cartooning?
1: I, I think just a point on the life drawing first. Yeah. Um, I started it because I needed um, some work to go in my portfolio for my submission to Central St. Martins. I just wanted to show like, a bit more of my stuff. So that was about two years ago now. But I've kept at it because it really helps. Like, when I do a private eye cartoon, it's very loose. That's the kind of style that they want. But I find that the more detailed a drawing I can do, when I'm doing my life drawing the more I feel justified to do something quite loose for those kind of cartoons and also I have my own comic called the Zoom that I've been doing since I was eight and in the latest issue the Zoom number 13 the Brexit issue one of the comic strips that was in it was a strip called James Dyson Goes Mad right and uh, at one point he walks into a boardroom meeting completely naked apart from a Dyson fan around his regions and uh I think my life drawing really helps me do a realistic naked James Dyson. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> fantastic.
1: Well, look, it all adds to your experience. I mean, it's it's amazing because it's like one of the best art schools in the country, and you know, this year I'm actually in Granary Square. Last year I was in Artrey because I was doing their foundation course, but I'm in I'm in the first year of their graphics degree, and I'm finding it really fun. Like loads of amazing young talent around there. Yeah, it's, it's just great to be in around other young creative people because i I didn't actually do art in school before like foundation and degree level i I didn't do a level i didn't do gcse because they just tell you what to draw they just make you copy other art from other people and i I just really didn't enjoy that I, i think i in fact dropped it even before gcse now paul mccartney
0: says i'm glad i didn't learn music at college because it would have taken away some of my natural ability, like if he'd learned to notate and could write it all down musically. Mm. And I'm just wondering whether studying graphics at Central St. Martins might interrupt your natural skills, and or, or, or is it the other way around when it comes to art, you know, that it actually enhances it?
1: No, I think like, they're very loose with how, how they did the lessons. Like I think I only have two, two taught lessons a week where I actually meet my tutors, and... They give us these very wide projects where we can just go out and do anything. And they even say, like, don't try to please us. Do something that you want to do. And they also say, uh, we don't mind if you fail because, you know, this is just like uh, an education. You know, when you're out in the real world, that's when you don't want to fail. On my foundation course, there were people who really didn't enjoy it. But that's just because they... (laughs) I hate to say it, but they they couldn't think of anything to do because it was such a wide range of things I draw a lot of Churchills yes he's, he's such a great character
0: wow, he's such a hero for so many people it's your real name isn't it Zoom it's not a stage name your, yes. na- your name's not Zebulun and you've no, got a brother no. called Ace yeah your parents eh? So they pushed I, the boat out
1: I, I was born in the year 2000 right. and my parents are product designers and they thought you know less letters the better so four letters which letters look good uh, Z and then they just came round to Zoom in the end. And
0: Ace, your brother?
1: And Ace uh, was actually, I think, a stage name for an old relative. I don't know the details of it, though.
0: There's definitely a Roy Lichtenstein feel about those names, isn't yeah. there? You
1: know. and, and the surname is, like, um, quite an old uh, family name. Yeah. It's like a, a great-great-grandma right, right, had right.
0: it. Now, like me, you get involved in going to synagogue, right? And yes. it's very soulful going to a synagogue full of old men and that you know long after supposedly it should be closed down it continues I'm a member of Eastbourne Synagogue which is an absolutely beautiful place because it's near 100 years old and it's still going and there are about 13 people there they don't get 10 men to be able to take the, the Torah out the ark and run a um, you know what, what looks like an orthodox service yeah. seven men five women and a kiddish, which is cake and a bit of wine. Yeah. Now, you were also involved with an amazing building, an amazing shawl that I've seen in the East End long after it rightfully should be shut down, which I'm is that amazing... Sure that. Well, yeah. just that there are virtually no Jews left there called the Congregation of Jacob. Yes. What an amazing, amazing experience that must have been.
1: Well, it was, it was really good going there. Like, I, I first of all, I think I joined it because uh, I was going to Jacob's, and they said, you have to be in the synagogue come here Uh, and then I I just stayed at it because I loved it so much like it's there's only four synagogues left in the east end of London which is a
0: lot and surprisingly a lot considering yeah
1: it's, it's still a very small number yeah and um I was always the tenth man when I went I had my bar mitzvah there as well and what I liked about it was it was sort of like a time capsule in a way it's sort of like um you walk in there and you don't know what year it could be yeah. it could be 2019 it could be 1940 it could be 1860 or something <laughs> you know because we're not like, we're not on our phones and things when we're in there and uh, I, that's something I really liked about it that sort of timelessness and also because there were so few people I was always part of the service um, you know picking up the Torah bringing it to do all stuff and you know I think I earned a lot of mitzvah for points. I think you probably did.
2: Let's <laughs> go.
0: You're listening to Johnny Gould's Jewish State. If you could leave a rating or even a review, that really helps more listeners discover the show. My question about that is how much does your Judaism add to your cartoon work, to your personality, to your drive, to your ambition, to who Zoom Rockman is today?
1: Well, I've always been surrounded by Jewish humour. Back at home it's like a competition about who can make people, who can make each other laugh and it's always very difficult. Um, But one of the first stand-up events I went to was like one of uh, Jackie Mason's last uh, stand-up comedy routines, and oh, that was just—it was just hilarious—and I, th- I think it definitely in- influences my humour.
0: Uh. And presumably, all the banter that went on in that synagogue as well.
1: Oh yes, that's that's like the main reason I went, like, because they were just so funny, and like you know they they get told to stop talking through the service, but you know you wanted them to keep talking because just so many nuggets of like really funny funny things that people say i
0: presume there was no full-time rabbi there it was just the elders of the community all Uh, taking turns there
1: was a full time there was a rabbi uh, david yeah
0: zoom rockman thank you very much congratulations on this latest exhibition and may you continue to thrive i am a big
1: fan thank you very much
0: remember the name how could you forget it zoom rockman now harry saul markham is an unapologetic zionist it's not an easy position to take in the uk indeed He feels at odds in the country which brought him up from birth, this one. He plans to live in Israel, but first he's writing a book and spending his time addressing students on campus about the things that most worry him, complacency in his own Jewish community and the
2: hate from outside it. Israel is being threatened from its neighbouring states, whose very existence, if if Iran have it their way, if Iran have it their way and and attain... A nuclear arsenal, its, its existence, in my view, is perilous. Thank God we have a strong army. But still, even though Israel is facing, the, even though Israel is the oppressed state here, the world ha- has yet again perceived Israel to be the, oppressor, the, the oppressors. And we see it on our university campuses today. And the university campuses are supposed
0: to be the intelligentsia, or as my grandma used to say, the intelligentsia, mm-hmm. the next generation that are going to run this country. Um, I am deeply concerned about educating my kids at university here. I have always been sceptical of tertiary education, not for things like being a doctor or a lawyer or a dentist or whatever that is, but certainly many, many other forms of tertiary education actually seems to me in the 21st century to be actually constraining minds rather than actually being places of universal thought, which is what a university is supposed to
2: be. Universities should be a place where there is critical thinking, where there is intelligent discussion, and where ideas are critically assessed. My experience of universities is that universities now have become, in a sense, quite Orwellian, in that free speech is being extremely regulated. Um, you know, I was I was in I was in Leeds last week, and I was on a panel discussing Zionism and I and I and I used the words Arab Islamist terrorists to describe Arab Islamist terrorists mm-hmm. in um pre um state Israel mandatory Palestine who were attacking Jews, many of them non Zionists in Hebron, nineteen twenty nine, and the Arab riots of thirty six, etc. And I was described and I labelled them as Arab Islamist terrorists. I was basically um the one of the SU officers, students union officers came in um stopped me whilst I was speaking and indirectly said, please mind your language. And I, and I was told also that I need to moderate what I'm saying, because apparently what I'm saying is offensive. I'm really interested in what's, you know, in, in if people are offended or not, I'm interested in what's fact. And the fact is, these people are. This is where
0: the definition of Islamophobia splits from anti-Semitism, yeah. because... You might have been accused of Islamophobia by um, uh, an opponent, but actually, what they were doing there was actually constraining your ability to describe what you saw as the truth.
2: Correct, and I, you know, I I probably am under this definition of Islamophobia. Islamophobic. What I take issue with that term because it's addressed that I cannot make a legitimate just criticism of Islamic theology, Islamic texts, Islamic practices. I am the Antichrist to the non Christ observing faith Judaism. <laughs> I cause my rabbi I, I, you know, I I cause my um my rabbis more hassle than than most others because I am critical and I and I and I read texts critically. But I feel that this policy of not being able to talk about Islam because we may offend is extremely dangerous and I think it threatens the future of liberal democracy. Um, and I've, I've, always, I've always I've always believed we need to draw the, ex- the distinction between sort of blatant racism which sort of indiscriminately attacks Muslims and making just Christians of Islam. I am opposed to much of what Islamic theology says, Islamic philosophy says Do I go around attacking ordinary Muslims? No. Do I believe we should? Absolutely not. And I think when we talk about anti Semitism, anti Semitism is irrational. It irrationally believes Jews are the, the source of the world's ills. Islamophobia, I think, is almost suggests it's irrational to fear the threat of of fanatical Islam. And I don't believe it's irrational to fear such a serious threat to Western civilization. I think it's perfectly legitimate.
0: So this is almost the definition of what you might call unapologetic Zionism. Mm. You are truly, probably, the first generation in two thousand years of Jews that can actually be empowered, because you have a state of Israel which is beginning to become a truly first-world nation. Perhaps the credit crunch in two thousand and nine was the arrival of the country in the Premier League of of, of nations, mm. um, and that. The Jewish diaspora, which cowered actually uh, under threat of their lives for so long, with you know a weakened Israel and an American mm. culture which wasn't quite as free as this, it was uh, about assimilation mm. in the first fifty or sixty years of um, uh, the Israeli state. In parallel, so so you you can take you know you are one of those new
2: Jewish people, the the next generation. I wish that were true, Johnny. That's when I look at you wish. Well, I wish that were true. But I look at our university campuses today, and I look at particularly our Jewish leaders on campus, and I look at, for example, the Union of Jewish Students, and their response to Israel Apartheid Week, which was an attempt, again, to delegitimize Israel, was to have a peace week. Mm -hmm. I saw students on campuses holding Palestinian flags alongside Israeli flags. They believe that the best way to support Israel... And the best way to pay respect to our opponents is to disrespect ourselves. I oppose that wholeheartedly. I think that what's essential is when we are supporting Israel, our primary concern shouldn't be what others think about us. Our primary concern should be to promote a strong Israel and to show ourselves to be unapologetic about our support for our collective civil rights movement, namely Zionism. I, I, at the same time, I, I don't, you know, just before we spoke about restricting freedom of speech, for example, a group like Yachad, which is the pro two state solution group on, you know, on her university campuses, I asked them for a head to head debate. They refused to debate me. Perhaps um, they're too scared, I don't know. And then. But but they did but they did say, however, that they would debate me on a panel um, discussing to dissipate your message perhaps. Of course, against of course. other noises, other of course, voices. Of course, of course, of course. They would discuss they would discuss Zionism with me on a panel where other speakers were included. We had that in Leeds. They were meant to be on the panel, they found out I was speaking, and they pulled out. So, you know, I want people to talk about... I don't mind if people scrutinise our ideas, terrorists to I'm more than happy to do so. I'm more than happy to be subjected to a, to a brutal assault. But what I will not accept is that students on our university campuses must feel they have to legitimise false narratives in order to gain the support of the other side. Mm-hmm. I don't care, quite frankly, if we have no support on university campuses. I don't care if anti-Semitism is... Rather, I don't care what non-Jews think about us. I care what we as Jews do. Anti-Semitism has always existed. It always will exist. I'm a pessimist. But I believe that we shouldn't be worried about what's outside of us. We first must reflect on who we are. And if we are a people that disrespects ourselves and accepts every false narrative made against us, Mm -hmm. then who are we as a people? And how do we... Fight this. How do we fight this anti-Semitism effectively? I don't see how, Johnny. I Just to
0: uh, clarify and define what Yachad is. That yeah. was the organization that said Kaddish, the mourner's prayer. What well, promoted the the Kaddish. Well,
2: Yachad promoted a Kaddish. Um, one of its former campus out, I believe, it's campus outreach director um, Amos Schoenfeld, um, who promoted um, a Kaddish for Hamas. Um, I'm not sure if he attended. I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, they certainly promoted one. Um, for dead Hamas terrorists. I mean, the question must be asked, would they have said the Kaddish for Himmler? I don't know. Yeah. The answer the, the, the answer is obviously not. Yet still, I mean, the, the number of times I have been no-platformed on university campuses is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, you know, I, I and um, let's say universities like Exeter, okay? And, I, and, I, and I'm going to say their names because I believe it's, it's fundamental that, the, that they are named exeter jewish society and israel society are raising money for islamic relief a charity that indirectly gives money to hamas but they wouldn't have me on campus because they regard my zionism to be too extreme even though i'm committed to ensuring that every civilian in israel regardless of his or her nationality race religion is protected given the same civil rights and liberties as everyone else i am regarded as an extremist yet these j this JSOC is actively raising money for a charity that indirectly gives to an organisation a prescribed terrorist organisation that's committed to the annihilation of Israel another example, Nottingham JSOC Nottingham has had some really nasty anti-Semitism on campus lately they had Chris Williamson come to campus but they will not have me on campus because they believe that we must show that they believe that Jews must take moral high ground and the the best way to fight anti-Semitism is again to elevate ourselves and to and 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 to and to always want to gain the approval of anti-Semites. Anti-Semites will always hate us, but what's essential is that they hate us strong. They don't love us weak. I'd much rather <laughs> because it's exactly what they want us to do. They want us to be talking about the false notion of an occupation. They want us. To be bashing Israel every opportunity because that's their trap, that's their that's their means of their form of Hasbara. We can't go into that trap. So as a result, I'm I guess people perceive me to be a kind of pariah, in a sense, because I do believe that rather than accepting the myths, which I believe historically and anti semites always formulate a series of myths as the backbone of their anti-semitism, I believe the best, I believe what we must do is destroy the myths that are the, as I said, the backbone of the Mm anti-semitism. Otherwise the anti-semitism, you only give it more fuel.
0: Harry, this is um, a prospectus really for your future which seems to me incompatible with living in Britain long term. I presume that uh,
2: you will be making Ali are going to live in Israel mm. at the end of your studies or soon after? So I, I'm, 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 as a national director of Kheri UK, I'm not actually studying. Um working on a book too. I, yeah, I, I, I hope to go as soon as possible. I, I don't wish to stay in the diaspora. I, I, I don't believe, I believe the situation is immutable. I believe even if Corbyn goes, Corbynism lives. Um, I believe demographics are just not on our side. And, you know, I, I I don't believe the future is in the diaspora. And at Kherut, my principal objective isn't isn't with non-Jews. My principal objective is to bring Jews closer to Zionism. Apathy is my greatest concern. I'm not bothered by what anti might say. Well, I am, but not to the extent that I'm bothered by what Jews say. Zionism is um, is the movement, as you say, that it's empowered us. And I, what really upsets me, and frustrates me, is when Jews constantly feel the need to appease the or legitimise the you know, I guess the vituperation that the Zionism is subjected to. I, I don't believe that that's what we should be doing Now,
0: knowing a bit about Israeli society like you uh, when you go there your whole identity and political viewpoint yeah. will be changed just by the milieu in which you mix yeah. you will no longer be a fighter against anti-Semitism what will Harry Markham be as an Israeli citizen? I mean, you won't be on campuses in petah Tikva, sort of telling everyone to sort of pipe down and be energetic as Zionists. You won't be. On d- the, I'll, I'll still be, on be dancing, the, dancing, though, Johnny. Yeah, well, that's you know that that's comforting. Yeah. But, but but in all seriousness, yeah. you, you won't be you know on the. I don't want to use this word because it's the wrong word. But but I on the on the extremes of Jewish thinking because you'll be part of. The, sort of the Jewish media what, what kind of person will you be in
2: israel it'll it'll change yeah, your view. Well, 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 look my job in the diaspora' is very different to my job in israel yes. I, I i don't care about who is in power in Israel. I may have my personal views, but my job in israel, my job in the diaspora is to support Israel unapologetically and unconditionally regardless of who is in power Israel merits government which is you know, impossible it's possible that I support Israel then I will still support israel Israel has a I ked government, i support Israel, regardless of who is in power. My job is to be a supporter and defend Israel against the malicious lies that it it's accused of when I am in Israel which is inevitable. I I have to wait and see what I'll be interested in then. But I but you know, I aspire to become an acad- I aspire to become an academic. Um, yes. I believe that within Israel within Israel I there are many changes that I want to make. You know, in terms of I represent the legacy of Jabodinsky I want to bring Zionist thought closer to Israelis. Um, there's plenty for me to do in terms of. I, I think one of the things that worries me, if I'm being honest, about Israeli society is that I feel Israelis are not so aware of Zionist thought and philosophy. And um, I, I want to bring Israelis closer to Zionist thought, Jewish thought, um, to make sure Zionism still has a future in Israeli society. I don't want Zionism to be an idea that's obsolete. Jabodinsky spoke of the idea of greater Zionism, that Zionism had two phases. Firstly, the establishment of the Jewish state, and then bring Jews closer to the the spiritual Zion, the concept of Zionism, the, the centrality of Zionism in our identity. I think Israelis, in my opinion, just through speaking to them, are lacking in, in, in that kind of relationship. And I want to bring, bring them close to that. So I'm sure that'll be my kind of shtick in Israel. <laughs> and let the word shtick continue to thrive yeah, exactly.
0: in our predominantly Mizrahi culture in Israel. Shekhoiach Thank you. Is what I Thank say, you. Harry. Thank you very much Thank you. Thank for you. a brilliant interview. Thank you. Thank you. That's Harry Markham bringing to an end this very impressive double headed edition of Johnny Gould's Jewish State.